Um, it's not about what we can do for God, but what God can do through us. And I wanted to add to that tonight um, because we are, we're on the planet for God to move through us. We are temples, we're vessels, we're sons and daughters. So we're yielded to God and God wants to move through us. And that's a yes to you if you're a pastor, that's a yes to you if you're a plumber, it's a yes to you if you're a stay-at-home mum. There is no uh, place or area that we do not have a calling, have a gifting, have a purpose on the earth. No one's here by accident. No one's filling in space. No one's filling in time. You are here for a reason. It's a good time to amen. That was for you, not for me. I already know I'm here for a reason. Well, come on. All right, so if you're taking notes, this message is called Just Passing Through Cromwell. Just, pa- <laughs> Just Passing Through. And uh, I'm gonna look at Hebrews 11, which is a massive faith chapter. It talks about the heroes of faith and I've been reading uh, Hebrews with Todd and uh, Todd and Jason. And uh, if you want to get on on that, we read a chapter of the Bible each day and discuss it in our group chat. So if you want to get on on that, I don't know if we're allowed to open that up. Is it exclusive? We don't know. If someone wants to read the Bible with us, then jump on and we talk about some stuff. But we were reading through Hebrews. And I've seen this uh, part of Hebrews, this characteristic of faith uh, that I really wanted to present to us um, tonight. Because how, how many when they read the Bible feel really challenged? Four people. Okay, I don't know what the rest of you are reading. I'm reading Leviticus right now. Talk about challenging, guys. <laughs> Wow. Then we went into numbers and I said, Kelly, you know why they call it numbers? Because it's like, and you give this and this and at this amount and this many people. It's literally a book of numbers. So if you love numbers, get into the book of numbers. If you don't like numbers, just skip it. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, They're never going to let us live stream again. Anyway, let's just enjoy it. Let's just go with it. Um, So we're going to go to Hebrews 11, 13 to 16. This is after talking about the heroes of faith. These heroes all died still clinging to their faith, not even receiving all that had been promised to them. But they saw beyond the horizon, the fulfilment of their promises and gladly embraced it from afar. It's amazing that faith can see something in a distance and can just keep pursuing it when it's not even there, right? Because faith is the substance of things hoped for, of the things yet seen. So faith is a, is a future forward uh, a concept, ability. It's pulling something in the future into the now. It's living with purpose. It's living with promise. It's living not just for today. It's living with the future in mind. Amen. They live their lives on earth as though they belong to another realm, Cromwell. For clearly those who live this way are no longer uh, are not, are longing for the appearing of a heavenly city, and if their hearts would still remember what they left behind, they would have found an opportunity to go back. I love that we sung the song tonight. I've decided to follow Jesus, the cross before me, the world behind me. Come on, just some good old fashioned Christianity right there. I love those songs. But they couldn't turn back uh, for their hearts were not fixed on what, what, or what was far greater. That is the heavenly realm. So because of this, God is not ashamed in any way to be called their God for He has prepared a heavenly city for them, we're going to Hebrews, uh, same scripture, but in the English Standard Version says, These all died in faith, not having received the things promised, but having seen and greeted them from afar and having acknowledged that they were strangers and exiles on the earth. We don't preach a lot about this, but just, just a heads up, my whole message tonight that this is not our home. Amazing, right? We're here for like 70, 90 years on a good, on a good run. I don't want to be Debbie Downer tonight, all right? And I apologise to every Debbie that's watching right now. But we, 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 we focus so much on this world when it's like, it's nothing compared to eternity. It freaks me out how invested we are in this world 
when it's about eternity, right? We're going to live our whole like eternity. I don't even think we can con- like actually grasp the concept of eternity, of never ending, because everything we know on the earth ends at some point. Yeah, it's hard for us to imagine that just a continuous time of, of not ending, but that's where we're going, guys. And then we're going to be in a heavenly city that's going to be there forever. Yeah, it's exciting. For people who speak thus, make it clear that they are seeking a homeland. If they had been thinking of that land from which they had gone out, they would have had an opportunity to return. But as it is, they desire a better country that is a heavenly one. Therefore, God is not ashamed to be called their God, for He has prepared them a city. So good. Amen. It's amazing that God is saying here and that the book of Hebrews, the writer is saying that God is not ashamed that the heroes of faith had a perception that I am not in this world to be at home in it. I'm in this world to pass through. And I think it's a real missing part of our Western Christianity. So much is focused on just this natural life, just this natural earth. But the reality is God's saying faith looks like a heavenly city. Faith looks like passing through the earth, not making your home in it. And I reckon there's a big difference on how we actually live our life in the earth if we understand we're just passing through. If we understand that we are aliens, some other translation says, so aliens are real, you are one of them. <laughs> Someone said that explains it. We're exiles on the earth. We're, not, we're, we're strangers. We're just walking through. We're passing through the earth. And uh, as a father, I'm like deeply concerned <laughs> about how intentional and how much investment goes into my kids' future in the world. Like you stop to think about that, like the, the, the education, the clothing, the, the um, you need to get a good job, the save for a house, the, all the things that we try and intentionally do and, and put our lives into are only mostly, if we were to do like a pie graph right now, 80%, would be fixated on this earth and not in heaven. And I actually think my number one responsibility as a father is to raise my kids with eternity in mind. To live in this world with eternity in mind. Not being overly concerned about how this world is gonna go, how this life is gonna go, but focus on what eternity is gonna look like. What have I done in the earth? What has God done through me in the earth? What am I sowing in the earth? Has it got any eternal value or am I wasting my life on temporary things? Things are gonna fade, things that are not gonna be here in a few years. Am I preaching to anyone this morning? I'm sure there's some fire emojis on Facebook Live right now, right? Like all the effort we put in for 70 to 90 years of life, but I want us to, to think about what are we actually going to carry into eternity? Because this world is not our home. This world we are passing through. Here's where Cromwell comes in, right? So I love Cromwell, by the way, but I don't live in Cromwell. And the best way I can describe this is if I, if we're, when we're passing through Cromwell, you best believe that I'm going to get a real fruit ice cream from the shop that's by the bridge. I've never been to any other shop, but I went there, it was good. And I'm a creature of habit. So if I find something good, I stay with it. That's why I've been married 15 years, by the way. If I find something good, I'm gonna stick to that thing, right? So Kelly's stuck with me and she's so happy about it. She's smiling right now. You can't see her face, but her face is just beaming and she's just falling in love with me all over again. But if I find something good, I'm going to stick with it. That's why every time I get Thai, I get chicken pad Thai. Do you want to change? Do you want anything else? Do you want a green curry? No. 
I want chicken pad thai. I know it's good. That's what I'm going to get. And so I know when I'm going through, through Cromwell, it's, it's not my destination, uh, but I'm going to pass through that place. And, and when I pass through that place, I know what's there and I know what I want. I'm not going to stay there all day. So I'm gonna, I've got a different mindset of Cromwell. When I go through Cromwell, I'm like, okay, it's just a passing through. So we're going to pull in. Kids, I'm going to give you like a little toilet break. Um, Kelly gets a toilet break as well. And <laughs> sorry, it's a pregnant joke. There's a lot of toilet breaks happening. Um, anyway, I don't know why I brought that up. The live streaming right now. Come on, come back to me, live stream. So, so we're passing through. And so I might even pull in a Cromwell. I'm not even, sometimes I don't even stop the car. I leave the car running. Like, let's just get in. Do you know what you want? I'm trying to sort out what everyone wants before we get in the shop. I hate standing at the, at the counter. Everyone's trying to figure out what they want. So what, what, what do you want? Do you want a mixed berry? Do you want a, just a straight berry? Do you want a, like, what do you want? Just <laughs> tell me what you want. So we get the ice cream, eat your ice cream really fast. Don't eat it in the car because you'll spill on my seats and I'm not cleaning the car. Eat it outside. <laughs> it's not fun in my life, eh? Like, man, I never want to go on a road trip with Corey ever again. It's not fun, but we'll get there. We'll get the destination, but it won't be fun on the journey. There's no enjoyment in the journey, guys, only the destination. <laughs> All right, that's the wrong perspective. Anyway, so, so we get that, but we, but we know, okay, we'll go, if we're going through Cromwell, we're not going to stay there, so we've got limited time, so here's the things we're going to do. We might stop at the skate park, we might get an ice cream, but we're not going to stay long because we're just passing, we're just passing through. And there's amazing things in Cromwell that we, we, that we could do. We could go play at the, the water park, we could go out for, at, to the three stags. <laughs> Good place. There's, there's heaps of things that we could do in Cromwell if it was our home, but it's not at home, we're just passing through. So that means I get clarity on what I'm actually gonna do there. It means that I'm actually say yes to some things and no to other things because I'm not going to crumble to stay, I'm passing through. Now, please forget about crumble and apply this to your own life about us living in this world, right? So I don't wanna, I don't wanna weird you out tonight because I've seen this preached in a, in a horrible way. You can still enjoy the journey. Like I still enjoy getting an ice cream. Cromwell is an enjoyable experience for me. Sometimes when I go through it, depends who I'm with. <laughs> but Cromwell is enjoyable. I, I enjoy things on my journey. When I say that we're in the world and we're just passing through, it doesn't mean we disconnect. It doesn't mean you can't enjoy life. It doesn't mean that you can't have family. It doesn't mean you can't have friends. It doesn't mean you can't enjoy the lake. It doesn't mean you can't go tramping and everyone should be amening right now. Because there is enjoyment in the journey. There, even in a, in a missional sense, there is still enjoyment. There is still experience to be had. There is memory shared. There is things that happen in this world that I believe God has placed in this world for us to enjoy. Amen? But there's a big difference between passing through and me settling in and it being my home. And so when you understand and you live missional, when you understand passing through, because what passing through does, it means I'm living missional. Like I'm on a mission. So Cromwell was my passing through because I'm heading to Christchurch. So Christchurch is my destination. It's my home. It's my heavenly home. But I'm going to be passing through these places. But I want every, every place and every person that I go through, whether I pass through, will get a touch of the eternal. <laughs> I want to pass through and I want to make a difference in my passing. It's amazing that we wait until, you know, funerals and all that kind of stuff to tell people how they've affected us. I believe that we should 
encourage people on how they've changed or helped shape our lives while they're alive. Be nice for them to hear it. Amen. I'm getting lost in this thing. But I don't know if you've, has anyone heard of um, the 10, 10 Habits of a Highly Effective Leader? Steve Covey? Anyone read that? It's this beautiful principle that, that talks about starting with the end in mind. And so you, you picture yourself at your own funeral and you picture what the people around you would say. What would your family say about you? What would your colleagues say about you? What would your, you know, all your different spheres of influence, what would, what would people say about your life? And I believe that we need to be living with that kind of mindset when it comes to eternity. What do we want people to say about us when we get to the end of our life? Because I don't want people to say about me, Corey, live for this world. I want people to get up and say, no, I'm going to heaven. Me and my family are going to heaven because we heard Corey preach the gospel and I gave my life to Jesus and my eternal destination was changed on that day. I want people to stand up at my funeral and say, the Watson family, they lived a missional lifestyle. Wherever they went, whatever they did, they they sowed eternal seeds. They pointed people to Jesus. Did we still have fun with them? Hopefully. Were they too intense? Probably. But that was more Corey, not really Kelly. <laughs> Praise God they got married and she balanced them out. But you got to start with, what, with, with the end of mind. Is this making sense? Hebrews 11, 24 to 27. Let's get back to the Bible because I'm getting lost. Faith enabled Moses to choose God's will for although he was raised as a son of Pharaoh's daughter, he refused to make that his identity, choosing instead to suffer mistreatment with the people of God. Moses preferred faith certainty over the momentary enjoyment of sin's pleasures. Now we could bring this into this, this, uh, this world scene that, that Moses really at the height of Egypt's um, kingdom was enjoying the, 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 everything pretty much the world had to offer. He was a prince of Egypt. So everything the world could throw at him, anything that he desired was at his disposal Yet he got a vision for who God is, got a vision for eternity and left the the temporary pleasures of sin, the pleasures of this world and chose to suffer persecution and wander through a desert for 40 years. This is why the Bible says that Moses is 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 a man of faith. It says that Moses seen something in, in, in the heavenly realm that chose, that chose that made him choose to lay down the earthly realm and actually go after and suffer with the people of God, knowing that that was greater than what he could experience in the world. He realized the world wasn't his home. Have we got any people with me tonight? So Moses preferred faith certainty over the momentary enjoyment of sin's pleasure. He found his true wealth in suffering abuse. It's amazing for being anointed more than in anything the world could offer him. For his eyes looked with wonder, not for the immediate. You realize everything in the world is immediate. Everything you see is temporary and immediate. Everything that faith sees is future. And it's ultimately higher. I love it if we, went, if we could do a study through Hebrews, it says that, that everything that is, uh, seen, that is seen has been created by the unseen. So if we want to shift things in the scene, we better make sure we shift it in the unseen because the scene is just a reflection of what's happening in the unseen. And I think sometimes as Christians, we've we, we failed to see that. We think everything is just on this level, 
No, the Bible clearly tells us that it's spirit realm affects natural realm. So if we, if we wanna see shift, real change, real shift in a natural realm, we have to be fighting in the spiritual realm. That doesn't mean that we neglect doing anything in the natural realm. It means that we are bombarding in the spiritual realm before we do anything. Amen. So his eyes will look forward with wonder, not on the immediate, but on the ultimate face, great reward. Holding face promise, Moses abandoned Egypt, the cross before me, the world, but come on, abandoned Egypt, abandoned the world, abandoned that system and had no fear of Pharaoh's rage because he persisted in faith as if he had seen God who was unseen. Amen. So if we can have the understanding, I've got 10 minutes left. This is going so fast. If we can have the understanding that this world is not our home, but this world we're passing through, we're going to live our life with a underlying missional movement. Does that make sense? Every Christian should have a missional side to them. It's not just for evangelists. It's not just for YWAM. I love YWAM, but YWAM does not have the monopoly on missions. Okay? We are all called to be missional. We are all called to be missional. What is our mission? Our mission is to pass through this world and touch as many people as we can on the way through. If I can understand that this world is not my home, but is a mission, then I want to represent Jesus on the earth and touch as many people as I can. As I pass through, I want my family to touch people for Jesus. I'm going to go to Disneyland. And I hope that on our mission to Disneyland, there is still an underlying mission in the Watson family that we are on mission for Jesus. So does that mean we can't go on a ride? No, I'll be going on a ride and I'll be witnessing to the person beside me when I'm not screaming. Because <laughs> I don't like roller coasters. <laughs> but uh, everything we do in life, we, we are still going to enjoy. But there is this underlying current of being missional. Because, because we are on the planet for God to move through us. We are passing through and allowing God to move through us. And so we are not trying to make our home here. And this is what breaks my heart. I, I feel like a lot of us as Christians are trying to find our home here. Where do I fit? Where's my people? What's my part in the world? You don't have a part in the world as such as you. You don't find home in the world. You find home in Jesus. Like this brings, this brings clarity to when Jesus says, hey, I go and prepare a place for you. I go to make a home for you. So what's he saying? Jesus is saying, I've made a home for you in heaven. That's your home, Corey. That's your home, Josh. It's in heaven. And this earth, you're passing through it. I didn't give you a home here. I gave you a home in heaven. You have a heavenly home. And it's amazing because we share this scripture at funerals. But this is, this, is, this is about faith. This is you have a heavenly home. You don't need to find a home here. You don't need to find your people here. You don't need to find your place here. You're not searching the world trying to find out how do I fit in this world? How do I, how do I become at home in it? It's actually anti-biblical to even say that because Jesus said that you're not of this world. So your life is more than just these 70, 90 years on the planet. Your life is going to live for eternity. And what you did on earth is actually going to count towards eternity. We don't preach that anymore. And we should because it's biblical. Amen. John 14. Uh, John 17, sorry, 14 and 19. I've given them the message and that is why the unbelieving world hates them. Amazes me that we're trying to get the world to like us. 
<laughs> they don't like you. They don't want you in their home. But we have a home. And we want to get them in our home. Because our home's way cooler. Because Jesus built our home. Come on. It's a good home to be part of. That's why the unbelieving world hates them, for their allegiance is no longer with this world. Again, we sung the song again. I wish we could sing it again. The cross before me, the world but. Come on, Christian. When you gave your life to Jesus, you were crucified to the world. It means you're still in it, but it doesn't mean you're part of it anymore. It's not your home anymore. It's not where your faith is. It's not where your hope is. It's not where you're trying to find your purpose. It's not where you find your identity. This world can offer you nothing now. It's just a mission field. Now it's just a mission field. It's just other people that need to know God and find their home in heaven. Amazing. That actually literally messes with my brain when I think about that. When you think about why am I on the earth? I'm only here for a short period of time. Then I go to my real home, which is heaven with Jesus. And I've got hopefully 70 to 90 years, hopefully 100 if I play my cards right, to sow seeds on the earth. But if my mindset is, no, this is my home and not my mission field, I won't live with a missional current in my life. I don't live passing through. I live with a destination. This is my home. So I just live for this world instead of the next. For their allegiance is no longer to this world because I am not of this world. I'm asking that you remove them. I'm not asking. Sorry, guys. I'm not asking. <laughs> Whew, dodged a bullet there. I'm not asking that you remove them from the world, but I ask that you guard their hearts from evil. For they no longer belong to this world any more than I do. It's amazing. Jesus came to save the world, right? But God so loved the world that He gave His only Son, that whosoever shall believe in Him shall have eternal life. So did Jesus come, to the come into the world to make His home? Or did He come into the world to get people to their real home. Oh, we've got to have the same mindset. We have to have the same mindset. We have to have the same perception because whether you know it or not, and hopefully you realize it tonight, you have been called to live like Jesus. You have been called to live on the earth, to represent the Father, to point people to Jesus so that they will have an eternal home, not just find a temporary home in the world. And every Christian said, Amen. For they don't belong to this world any more than I do. Your word is truth, so make them holy by the, by the truth. I have commissioned them. Here it is. I just said it. We skipped ahead. What's commission mean? It means you've been commissioned. You are a co-heir of a mission. Commissioned. You have been chosen to be part of the mission that Jesus had. I have commissioned you to represent me just as I commissioned me to represent you. Whew. I have commissioned them. Someone say, he's talking about me. Come on, you're, in the, you're, you're passing through this earth. You're on a mission. You're on a mission. This world is not your hope. If, if this world is all the hope we have, we're very hopeless people. Paul said, he said, you might as well just eat and drink for tomorrow we die. If all we're living for is just this world, we are the most miserable people on the planet. But we're living for eternity. We're living for a heavenly kingdom. We're living for a heavenly home. Amen. So I've commissioned them to represent me just as you commissioned me to represent you. And now I dedicate myself to them as holy sacrifice that they will live as fully dedicated to God. You can't live fully dedicated if you've dedicated this world as your home. 
and be made holy by your truth. Amen. Galatians 6, 14 to 15. I'm wrapping this thing up because I've got two minutes and 14 seconds. But far be it from me to glory in anything or anyone except in the cross of our Lord Jesus Christ the Messiah, through whom the world has been what? What happens if you get crucified, guys? Die. What does that mean? I'm dead to the world. Just, just, just good to know that you cannot change the world unless you die to it. You cannot save people in the world or see the world saved if you've made the world your home. You have to leave it. You have to leave it to come back in and represent Him and bring people out with you. Whom the world has been crucified to me and I to the world. Just severed every tie. So good. For neither is circumcision now of any importance nor uncircumcision, but only a new creation life. The result of a new birth and a new nature in Christ Jesus. That's a whole nother message. And I'll preach that until the cows come home. It's a terrible saying. It comes from the farm, but probably didn't work with people from Queenstown. But anyway, if you're a farmer, cows come home. <laughs> Galatians 6, 14 to 15. So we're going to understand we've been crucified in this world. We're no longer in it. We are in it, but we're not part of it. We're here to reach it. Oh, come on, somebody. Please don't write me off tonight. It's just, that's just Corey being missional. No, no, no. Every single Christian is called to, to be on mission for the Lord. We are called to pass through this world. We have joy in it. We experience life in it, but we are called to just pass through it and touch as many people as we can on our way through. The way that I can see it, it's just literally like, you know, where those, like when you're in a sports team, you run out and then we used to do this pre-COVID and you just run through the line. You're just tapping hands as you're walking through, like slapping hands, just running through and you got hands on each side. I, just, I picture me that like when I was potentially going to be an all black or, you know, play NBA, just running through that thing into the stadium, just slapping hands of all the crowd. That's what we want to do in life. We want to touch as many people as we can and we want them to know Jesus. Amen. So if I understand that my life is passing through, I'm going to be missional. I'm going to be missional. I'm going to be missional. If I know that I'm passing through, it means I have a mission. If I know that I'm, that I'm going to Christchurch, Cromwell doesn't become my home or my destination. It becomes my mission field. It becomes a place that I'm passing through to get to my destination. And if I know that I've got a destination, it, it's, it limits what I do. It limits what I can do. Does that make sense? And so a, a lot of us are so filled with other things and temporary things that we have no time to be missional. We have to be missional. We have to be missional. We have to live for the cause of Christ. Amen? Mm. Amen. I must stop there. Look at that. I'm only 28 seconds overdue. I don't know if that made any sense tonight, Kelly, but Kelly said it's good. I don't know. I think she's just saying good because I finished on time. <sighs> just like Corey, content, terrible. Timing, amazing. So good. Anyway, can we have the keys, please? We've got heaps of time tonight, guys. Can we sing that? Um, even though I felt like I sung it for everyone at least four times, Josiah. I'm sure they want to hear it from you, but we're going we're gonna to sing that song about Christ before me, the world behind me, 
just beautiful faith declaration. 